0: welcome back to the balls in your court podcast we're here once again beginning of november now had a ridiculous week college football last week michigan state over michigan Ohio state over penn state we had the playoff rankings come out we have nfl trade deadline not a ton happening there a couple nba news college basketball then we'll hop into what we thought of our rankings compared to the committee's rankings in college football lot to get to today but I know we've had some articles on the website and some activity on the Twitter so for that I'll throw it to John.
1: Yeah, as, as usual, uh, you can you can give the Twitter a follow at B I Y C Sports uh, and the the website will be com and uh as you said there's there, we've been posting quite a bit lately um specifically mo- or most recently our college football rankings uh, version one of those of course we'll be doing it every week just like the committee but we're more right than the committee so you definitely want to take a look at ours first and uh of course every week uh like usual we have our our college football week picks um this week week 10 we've been doing it for a couple weeks now and um there's also You know, a a couple UFC events back-to-back. Last week, we had UFC 267. This week, we have UFC 268, which we somehow managed to one-up UFC 267 with an even bigger card, so look look for our picks this afternoon. Um, And then, you know, we, we had some, you know, a Darius Garland profile and... And, of course, we jumped into college basketball for the first time this year with some under-the-radar national championship contenders. So be on the lookout for on the website uh, some consistent content for, for multiple sports spread across multiple sports uh, for you to enjoy. So uh, give the, the Twitter a follow for, you know, any of our takes, um, some fantastic (laughs) parlays uh we got a lot of a lot of stuff on the twitter for you specifically on the weekends Uh, most likely be live tweeting some ufc events as well so uh we've got a lot of different content on the website and the and the twitter so make sure you give a a follow to both
0: i haven't told you this yet but i just checked this today because i knew we were recording but this is the week 10 preview so week 7 and week 8 we had 22 listens for podcast 25 this last week 97 listeners right. oh appreciate all you guys out yes. there
1: that's great we love that
0: it's been a blast this is week 10 we we'll get later into the college football season first though just because it's the most recent breaking news nfl obj released obviously some stuff happening around the deadline with him thoughts on his release where you think he'll go how you think he plays out for the rest of this year
1: uh you know I actually I think he's going to have a I'm assuming anyone who claims him is going to make them a priority in their offense. Um I I saw the waiver list earlier today and I, I of course I I should have had it with me here but um to be honest I don't I don't think it's going to be up to him. I think whoever's first on the waiver order is probably going to get him and I think it was the Lions unfortunately for him. Um Jared Goff has been kind of poor this year kind of poor is actually pretty generous but uh, I I do think whoever gets him is going to feature him and if it's especially the Lions if they claim him first uh, they're definitely going to utilize him because they need a a receiver but uh, I think he will excel there's just something that wasn't right in Cleveland since he got there so I still he's a talented player he didn't just stop being talented Uh, somebody didn't steal his Monstars juice you know he's still really good so I I expect him to excel wherever he goes this year and and they're going to put him in the game plan right away
0: Guess other NFL trade deadline NFL is never really crazy active. I can't think of any huge trades. I know this year we didn't get anything ton. They like to do a bunch of just little ones. I know like Melvin Ingram being traded was oh. semi big one, but nothing big there. Von Miller. Um yeah, Von Miller was a big one, yeah, a few days before. He what he said, he said he went from a four and fourteen waking up to seven and one. That's pretty nice. nice yeah, was nice. Um um, I guess other NFL news. Do you feel comfortable? I guess we found out that Saquon was a false positive. He's back in the facility, I believe. Do you feel comfortable if you're the Panthers or the Giants played either CMC or Saquon this week?
1: I feel a lot better about CMC than I do Saquon. Uh, You know, something we don't... This is going to be Saquon's first week back, and with all the, the false positives and, and all the tests he's had to do, he hasn't been able to work out in the facility once this week, so we really don't even know how he's going to look on that ankle. So um, I imagine the Giants will probably play him if he's okay out there, but I definitely don't expect him to be full strength. So, um, But CMC, I, I feel a lot better about. Um, I believe he was practicing this week in a limited fashion, so um, he's... I honestly, the most the thing I'm most worried about is with the volume they give him, is he gonna stay healthy? I, he hasn't really been an injured, you know, have a deep injury history, but the last year or so has been really bad with battling injuries. So I just, you know, I don't know if that's due to the volume or, or what it is, or a bunch of nagging injuries, but just not a lot of bad, good luck for him the last few years.
0: Now, to put your fantasy cap on, I have a couple of fantasy questions. You already kind of answered one, I guess you would say, you already kind of said value in OBJ. If he signs elsewhere, you do think he'll have value in fantasy or no?
1: I think so, yeah, especially if he goes to the Lions, I and definitely in a PPR league, because I do think they're going to, I mean, he could probably be getting 10 targets a game. Um any team is going to pick him up and utilize him in a different The Browns offense just wasn't utilizing to a strength. You know, he's not, you're not throwing him out there to run block. And, um, it just didn't seem to work. Whatever the situation was, I don't think, you know, we talked about this off record, but I'm, I'm a Baker guy. So I don't think it was just Baker's terrible. He's not a franchise quarterback. It just wasn't working there. Um, and it's been clear that from a while for a while. So, um, we, I mean, Cleveland isn't the best place to stay either. So it's not like, uh, Maybe the personal life was rough. I don't have any details like that, but something wasn't working out there. So wherever he goes next, I expect that to be different.
0: Then other news today, the Titans were impressed enough with A P that they did activate him from the practice squad. I think he'll start this week. Do you trust anybody in the Titans backfield following up from Derek Henry? Uh in fantasy
1: No, no I'm I'm definitely wait and see and and I even expect Adrian Peterson to have a good week or two here, but he's not the long term answer. Um all-time great, you know, Hall of Famer, just a freak athlete, but realistically hasn't been in the league for what, like two years now, hasn't taken a snap. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't expect that to work. I think the body type, they expect him to kind of be able to take that run like Derrick Henry, but I think they got to look in a different direction here, and I'd wait and see before you start spending a whole lot of bench space on, on Titans running backs right now.
0: Then last fantasy question, and this is a if big if because it seems like the Cardinals predicted this anyway but Kyler Murray didn't practice again today won't have practiced at all this week he's officially a game time decision would you play anybody or feel comfortable playing anybody on Arizona if Kyler's out
1: honestly no I I think there's enough quarterbacks out there where you could probably go stream a quarterback like Derek Carr or somebody like that and I mean Thursday night was it but Carson Wentz would have been a decent streamer as well so I think you probably look in a different direction Um, they have pieces and but I, I, I don't even know who they have behind him. Do you know?
0: Is it Colt McCoy still?
1: Oh. Oof. I have no yeah. idea if it is or Look not. Look elsewhere. <laughs> I think you'll be fine screaming quarterback <laughs> just for one more week. It doesn't sound like it's a long-term thing for Kyler.
0: Okay, now NBA. I don't have a ton of long thoughts on the NBA. We're still in the like eight, nine, yeah. seven. I don't even know exactly how many games in, so... On the court, not a ton, but obviously the we've kind of had this in the works-ish, but Robert Sarver, yeah. Suns owner, official investigation happening, I believe. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. It sounded like the NBA said they would investigate.
0: So, not good for the Suns. Is that is that what I'm guessing? <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I it was a long, long report. I, I read through it all just to kind of make sure I didn't miss anything, but honestly, a lot of it was like, I mean, he was definitely a terrible guy, so it's not like he's getting off scot-free, but I, it just seemed like we went through this with Donald Sterling, and it felt like it even took some teeth pulling to get him out of there, and that one was a lot worse just from the idea that uh, it was obvious that he was racist, and, and it's to me it's obvious that Robert Zarver's racist too, but a lot of his, you know, the issues in that report are hand accounts of him just kind of making terrible jokes and, uh, you know, just being, just like not not being aware of your surroundings and just kind of saying things like that. So uh, I'm not saying he's getting off here and he shouldn't, but I just have a hard time, you know, seeing a scenario where the league is going to force him out of ownership uh, just off of him being just a shitty guy. To be honest, that's really what it is. A really shitty guy at that. Uh, But he definitely probably should. Uh, It sounds like he impacted especially a lot of female coworkers lives, and he should be held accountable for that in my mind. I just don't know if the league is going to push it. Um, I don't know if you remember the Donald Sterling situation, but his was a lot more impactful. It seemed, especially to the black athletes on the roster, and given the percentage of black athletes in the NBA, that's that's a large chunk of your roster, and uh, that one just seemed a little more egregious than this situation. But I look forward to seeing what kind of punishment they hand down for him because uh, you know the accounts from, from Coach Coach Watson was was really rough. You know him saying the N word a lot and. Uh, just a lot of you know there was a scenario where I don't know if you saw this kind of there's a lot of clips coming out of the article but uh, they were trying to get LaMarcus Aldridge in 2015 to come in free agency and Sarver had mentioned uh, that a lot of people were staying close to home because of their families and he had an idea of bringing in strippers to impregnate players to keep them close to Phoenix so um, (laughs) yeah, just stuff like that I mean obviously really shitty person uh, but obviously none of that actually happened. None of those players got forced into it, but it's just, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. I don't, I don't quite know what's going to happen, but, uh, I don't have a lot of faith in the league office forcing them out of ownership. It's, it's kind of a weird scenario because they own an NBA team, but it's also a personal investment. So you're kind of interfering in someone else's life and, and, uh, he obviously impacted a lot of people's lives negatively, so there's a lot, a lot of layers to it. So I'm curious to see what happens. But I did see, I, I believe there were over 70 individuals that came forward, stating that he had negatively impacted their lives in the Suns organization. So that's a lot of first-hand accounts and a lot of witnesses they're gonna have to go through. And uh, I don't expect him to be out this season, but this is gonna probably be a long review, and it, it doesn't look good for him. He certainly, you know, he's denying everything. Through his lawyers, of course. Um, But there are a few accounts of, you know, Steve Kerr before the article came out. I don't know if you saw, but Steve Kerr had mentioned, you know, something along the lines of, I've known this guy for however many years, and I would be very surprised if if this came out to be true of him being misogynistic and racist. And there's a few things that come out like that. You know, a lot of the Sun's organization are backing him, which is weird. Uh, But yeah, a shitty guy for sure. Definitely deserves to, to be held accountable because. He, he treated some people pretty poorly in that organization.
0: Next one, did you see the cat, free cat, when he liked that tweet? I, I did, yeah. Are you team cat was hacked? No, or was he not? He definitely wasn't <laughs> hacked. I, I'll, but he said today that only three people know his password.
1: Who hacks in there just to like a tweet like that? You know? like, Come on. I, he had to do it. I mean, there's no way he he had to do it so everyone knows it's fake but he had to do it so it is what it is
0: then the last one i saw nba news a little bit before we um started recording just to continue the ben simmons saga he's fined his salary 360k for not cooperating with team physicians for his mental health um i don't know what do you think's gonna move on or go with that story if they're gonna start finding him each game if he's not cooperating
1: yeah that's a tough scenario um, you know the mental health subject as we know with the Calvin Ridley situation is is kind of a tough subject and you really kind of have to side with the the person going through that uh, most of the time uh, just because we don't know what they're going through but you know at the same time I also understand from a business perspective that uh, you know they're if you're not getting help from the team physicians, then you're not really giving them any information. And the reports say, you know, he hasn't been in contact with them at all, just continues to give them the same message that mentally he's not ready. And for that, I, I believe him for that. Uh, but I also, you know, kind of understand the business aspect of it. If in the contract it states, so then he has to expect those fines to come. So, um, but you know, unlike the Calvin Ridley situation, I think if Calvin Ridley, you know, if the Falcons decided we're tired of this, we're going to waive him, There's no doubt every other NFL team is going to claim him and be ready for that. You know, they're going to be willing to deal with however long he's going to be out. And in this Ben Simmons situation, uh, it seems like the 76ers are also not willing to let him go regardless of what's been going on. So um, whatever that means keeping him, if that's fines, then unfortunately, you know, Ben Simmons has to understand that's probably in the contract. So it's it's a weird situation to deal with just because uh, mental health is so – it's a fine line, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I'm not, not sure the exact details on. I just saw the headline about him not cooperating, so I'm not sure what that all entails. And obviously, this has been a saga that's lasted a long <laughs> I'm surprised time. Surprised he's now, even so. at this point. On, sure. I thought they
1: were going to trade him. To be honest,
0: uh, I agree. I thought he'd be gone. They've been playing well without Number him. one seed though, in the so East. In, yeah, they're not in really a position where they feel like they have to do a ton with him. I guess right now, if they make him suffer, and if they're not going to pay him, then obviously Ben Simmons is going to have to make some decisions. Yes. Um, about what he wants to do but that's the NBA we're definitely going to be heavy NBA especially as the college football season starts to wind down that'll probably be the sport that we start to jump into next as well as NFL so a lot more on the court stuff happening but those are just the headlines that I can think of um, I guess I wanted your thoughts on obviously we know the Henry Ruggs news didn't really touch on the NFL that's just a bizarre story everybody knows it knows a time of it by now but over the weekend college basketball Kansas top player Jalen Wilson arrested on suspicion of DUI got three games this isn't an NCAA thing it's a university thing did three games does that feel light to you or are you okay with the three games?
1: it's kind of hard to say just because I don't know you know I don't know what normally this would this would be but um so. I mean was it was it just was it was it an accident or was it just being pulled over for DUI
0: I think he was just pulled over. If it was just, yeah. And I think it did happen over the weekend, Mm -hmm. and it kind of came out Monday, Tuesday, and then obviously Tuesday morning is when we kind of got the Henry Ruggs. Mm -hmm. So maybe the decision wasn't, and it's kind of got amplified from the Henry Ruggs thing. I don't know. Yeah,
1: if it was just a DUI, then, you know, definitely a mistake, but uh, he's a college kid. So, you know, it. I. I get it. Uh, if he didn't if he didn't actually harm anybody, although he endangered lives, uh, if he hadn't harmed anybody, then three games seems pretty all right for now. Hopefully he learns his lesson, and uh, I can't imagine that's going to be the only uh, punishment he gets from the team. Uh, that may be a university thing, but the team's probably going to put him through a little bit as well. So um, hopefully he learned his lesson, and that seems good to me.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I think Mark Few got three games as well for his mm. over... The summer, if I remember right. So I guess maybe that was just the baseline. I don't know. Um, Other college basketball, Oklahoma State, postseason ban. Um, Started to get more details on it, I guess. It was Lamont Evans' assistant. It was four assistants in college basketball. All of them kind of working under that whole Christian Dawkins thing, which now has his own HBO documentary where the federal government was basically funneling in money to catch some of these people. Um, I guess the question from this is Lamont Evans accepted 18K in bribes for himself while he was at Oklahoma state, as well as he did this at South Carolina before South Carolina didn't get a postseason punishment. Um, Lamont Evans didn't cooperate with the NCAA after the FBI did their investigation. The NCAA did their investigation after that. Cause obviously the FBI is just going to tell the NCAA to go sit on the side yep. and, do whatever while they do their thing and then the NCA investigate which basically all of it was just what the fbi did but lamont evans didn't cooperate he had already pled guilty in 2019 served three months in federal prison there's three other assistants from arizona auburn and usc that arrested i guess the main question from this is arizona auburn usc with the other three assistants they're still kind of going through this whole thing but they're going through a different agency the IARP to kind of decide punishment and kind of decide through their lawmakers Oklahoma State they went through the NCAA Uh and the only proof that the NCAA found was they had a $300 payment this was back in 2017 under Brad Underwood he's not convicted or even on trial for anything of this this is all Lamont Evans but the only proof that they have a payment is $300 to then senior Jeffrey Carroll who paid it back and was suspended (sighs) three games Oklahoma State was the only of the four to go through the NCAA, and the NCAA punished them with a postseason ban. Thoughts on teams that have things like this ever going through the NCAA? Yeah, again.
1: don't, don't cooperate. I obviously <laughs> they didn't didn't help them at all, and they did the right thing. And it, I mean, come on, it, it's unbelievable. It's just the NCAA continuously messing things up, even when they have a clear path. It seems so obvious in what you have to do here, and they just. Completely go a different way and fuck things up, and it's terrible. I, I honestly, I, I can't believe they gave them the postseason ban this year. Uh, especially like you, I mean, you had mentioned, I believe off recording, that they had gotten that information what in like February or something. They waited this long to, to come down with a ruling. I mean, just absolutely disgraceful. The NCAA continues to mess things up, and we got to find something. You know, we got to find another solution. I don't know what that solution is, but the NCAA is not it.
0: Yeah, and I was also very – because like I said, the Oklahoma State cooperated with them, and the coaching staff now is – was not a part of any of that in 2017 when it happened. They just appealed it. I think it was last year. I think it might even be 17 months ago they appealed it so they could play last year, and then they got the ban this year. But Mike Boynton, head coach, he was – Saw that very adamant. They had a press Mm. conference yesterday to never go through the NCAA, was telling every other team, which is what a lot of teams are not doing. You kind of saw that with North Carolina when they had that whole academic, (laughs) never went to class, but just gave them good grades. They were like, the NCAA is not doing this, we'll do our own investigation. But I guess the other thing, based off this, the other three teams were Arizona, Auburn, USC. Arizona and Auburn last year were both, I don't want to say bad, but Meddling teams and they gave themselves a self-imposed ban last year, <laughs> nice. beginning of the year when they realized they're not thoughts on being able to do that. And if you should do that. And yeah, I, that's, it's a loophole. I mean, they, they're smart. They know what
1: they're doing that get around the NCAA, you know, they're going to, I mean, to me, that was just, that's so smart, especially if you know, you're not going to make it anyways, it's going to be, you're not going to have to worry about the postseason, get it out of the way. It's a perfect solution, and it's, I mean, maybe some people see it as getting around the rules, but the NCAA rules are stupid as they are, and they don't even enforce them the right way. They're terrible all around. They never do what's best for the athletes, and in that case, it seemed like it probably was best for the athletes, because then they don't have to worry about it the following year. I mean, had Oklahoma State done the same thing, I know they it wouldn't have made as much sense with them, because they had Kate Cunningham, and they were actually pretty decent, so it, they wouldn't have been able to do it in that situation, but... Uh, it's just, I mean, if you're able to do that and you're in position to make that decision for what's best for your team, you absolutely should. And if the NCAA isn't going to stop you. I mean, screw them. They're going to screw you over. Screw them.
0: Yeah, the NCAA, I, they should have gotten punished, I guess, Oklahoma State for all that happening. postseason ban, I thought, was too much. And also, like you said, I had listened to something that said. It was on a game day in Kansas. Obviously, Kansas really good. Oklahoma State at Kansas. The day of the game, hours before tip-off, the NCAA told the coaching staff of Oklahoma State they had to go somewhere for a meeting. Oklahoma State dropped everything, went to the meeting, came back for the game. And after that meeting in February, any time from then until when they finally came out with this postseason ban, that was pretty much the appeal. Like, they had decisions made and could have made the announcement <sighs> ever. Of course, they wait till a week before the it's season. The worst. So. Just, yeah, off of INCA. But um, that's college basketball. Season starts Tuesday. LSU and Memphis also are having rulings kind of like this coming up soon, so don't be surprised if this is the only team that has things going through like this. It's pretty bad in college basketball off the field or off the court, so things will still get interesting. But... Um, College football. I don't have our rankings that we had last week, so I'm not exactly how they compare side by side. But obviously, things to note from the college football playoffs. We had Alabama at two. I know a lot of people didn't like Alabama at two, and I can see why that is the fact too. You know, I think both of us agree that Alabama's the second best team. I think most people would agree with that. Just maybe the resume. I maybe just because it's Alabama and. I feel like they had a shot to move up the rankings anyway that they it's weird there too but thoughts on Alabama yeah I,
1: I get sometimes it's a little unfair but if the end goal the end goal should always be the best four teams and whether Alabama has the best resume or not we think they're the best team that's how it should go and I know that's a little inconsistent and it's unfair for teams like Cincinnati but um you know and I think Cincinnati's we'll we'll touch on Cincinnati in a little bit but uh I like you said I we just both think that Alabama is one of the top 4 teams in the country specifically the second best team and uh, even when you get down to even the low like like 7 8 like after the top 10 it like really drops off so to me it there is like a big difference between even the top 5 and the top 10 and even after that so it doesn't take much for me to see that Alabama is a top top 2 top 5 team in the country um, and I understand that's inconsistent, but sometimes you have to be a little inconsistent because you learn new information every week. But the end goal should always be the best four teams, not the best four resumes. And I think that's really important because the best four resumes don't give you the best games. And Regardless of entertainment value, us as college football fans, we want the best games. We don't want we don't want Alabama to go out there and, and smoke Michigan State or smoke Cincinnati or whoever they're going to destroy. Maybe they're going to destroy everybody there, but in our eyes, you know, Alabama was the second best team. Um, they have a Heisman contender, one of the best running backs in the country, uh, one of the best receiving groups in the country, and a great defense this year. Not as good as Georgia, probably not as good as Cincinnati either, uh, but they have a really good defense, and that's not something. A lot of the top five or even top ten teams can can show.
0: If Alabama loses SEC championship at Georgia, what happens for the? I think they're out then.
1: Uh, I think that's kind of their. They gotta definitely win out. Um, I think Georgia makes it no matter what at this point. If they have uh, if they have one loss, they they make it. Two losses would definitely be interesting because then they have to lose to somebody that's not so great because their schedule is not that great. Uh, but I, I do think that if Alabama loses twice, they're, they're definitely out. Uh, I mean, there could be a scenario where a lot of those teams in the top four right now lose or top five lose, uh, and maybe that allows them to sneak in, but ultimately Alabama's schedule, I think they have a few quality wins, um, that aren't necessarily ranked wins, but overall it's not a, not a super, you know, tough schedule when you compare it to other teams. So they really have a thin margin for error from that aspect
0: then Michigan State getting some respect at three I didn't think that they had played anybody great but other than Michigan obviously beating Michigan's big and clearly they value Michigan pretty well as we'll get to kind of them at that seven spot um Michigan State at three was yeah I,
1: I didn't necessarily agree with that we kind of we had them at six um but I'm not mad about it either because they do have a pretty good resume and a lot of that comes from, like you said, I mean, we devalued Michigan a little bit, but they valued Michigan, so it would make sense why they put them in the top three. Uh, and they're undefeated in one of the best conferences in the country. So uh, being undefeated isn't always enough, but um, you know, in this in this situation, the difference between Cincinnati and someone like Michigan State going undefeated and UTSA going undefeated is. Uh, the grueling aspect of playing a big 10 or an sec team every week is a lot different than playing an American conference team every week. And unfortunately that matters. Even the worst big 10 teams are a lot better than the best, you know, American teams for the most part, of course, there's some exceptions, but that's, and that makes a difference because the wear and tear on a team that makes it, that's part of why you can lose every single week in the big 10 or the sec, sometimes in the pac 12, uh, because of that that schedule of playing a power five team, um, that that makes a difference to me, um, and that's why not all undefeateds are the same.
0: And then four and five, we kind of got into this, and I think we still agree on what's going to happen. Oregon being above Ohio State's yeah. probably right choice right now. They beat them head to head, and they both had the one loss, but I think both of us agree that if Ohio State wins out, Oregon wins out, Ohio State's just going to leap them. And I think it's pretty clear that the doesn't give a crap what you and I or the media thinks if they think Ohio State wins out and is better than Oregon, even if Oregon beat them head-to-head, Ohio State being the top four. But for now, Oregon four, Ohio State five. We have that there. Is that the right call, uh, you still think? Yep,
1: not a whole lot to say there. I think they got it right for now. Uh, But Ohio State has a big opportunity to uh, boost their resume down the stretch
0: at six Cincinnati that's obviously everyone's big up in arms about Simpson at six didn't help that at all that Houston or SMU didn't make this top 25 for them to even make any movement they would need some pretty big chaos to happen Alabama to lose another time or two Michigan State to lose time or two Ohio State Oregon to lose again and make sure that nobody else behind them drops. so they're pretty much out it's basically what I'm saying there but um I don't even really have an issue. i kind of okay with them being at six. I just thought that this was the NCAA's chance. I never thought they'd be a top-four team because they just don't play enough people. I just thought this was their chance to slide them in at a four and then drop them and make decisions as they go. But maybe they didn't want to risk that where people thought they put them as a top-four team and then just move them back. So they just put them at six. Um, thoughts on Cincinnati overall for what this means for non-Power 5 and what it means for Cincinnati I, Honestly,
1: I kind of just see it as a progression, and unfortunately it's not a season progression. It, it, It's not a progression in season, but season by season, the group of five is getting closer and closer to gaining that respect. Uh, you know, just being in the top 25, UCF for the first time, Memphis... And then you saw UCF start the year, like, what was it, like, 14 or 15 that one year. And although that's not super close, it's just kind of inching up. And Cincinnati is now at the sixth. And and I do think that there is a a small opportunity for them to make it. They're going to need a ton of help because they can't do it on their own. Uh, But I agree with you. I was kind of curious to see how the the Cincinnati would make make a statement because the first ranking is always the most important statement for these teams uh, because they don't have a lot of opportunity to move up. So... Uh, I'm not mad at them being six there. Uh, I think we had them at seven, actually, for our rankings, so that's pretty close. But they're obviously a great team. I think they're definitely one of the top ten teams in the country. Uh, they have a conversation, or they're in the conversation for one of the top five teams, but it's really, really hard to gauge um, whether or not that they, you know, going through the adversity of playing a tough schedule like that weekend and week out. Uh, it's, it's different. It really makes a difference, and I think that's what's holding them back, and I think that's fair to question. Um, but it's it's just kind of uh, it's unfortunate because if they were to make it that's also the statement game Cincinnati is, the whole group of five is riding on Cincinnati in that situation so if they get blown out unfortunately they may never get back so um, I guess until the expansion but yeah it, big state. unfortunately every, every single move that Cincinnati makes is a massive statement for not only them but the entire group of five which is a lot of pressure on their shoulders unfortunately
0: yeah, and I'm not sure how much the committee takes into place, like, I mean, I think it is a little bit, but for Cincinnati's case, they haven't looked dominant against, like, Navy and some of these teams they played recently, I don't know if you really need style points when you come out and win, like, they want to see you beat teams by 30 in that situation, the only good news for Cincinnati, I would say, is I personally don't really trust Oregon yep. to keep it up all year, and any Pac-12 loss from Probably here on out. is a bad one, not that I'm saying yeah, not that I'm saying that Cincinnati's ever gonna make it a top four, I'd say the chances are very slim, but if you do want some hope, I do think Oregon could fall out. If I mean the college football has been chaotic this year. You never know if Alabama gets tripped up. I mean Michigan State didn't have the highest expectations ever coming into the year, so maybe they're just playing way above their heads and Michigan really isn't that great. There's still some room for some chaos, but obviously when you only have like three or four games left in a year for all these teams, you need a lot of dominoes to fall in your order and as we see as we go down though the committee doesn't exactly love Oklahoma Michigan at seven Oklahoma at eight what do you make of Michigan being ahead of them or what do you make of the committee putting Oklahoma it's very
1: interesting I I I feel like they're to me like that almost tells me they want to put Oklahoma up there which might sound backwards but it just I mean they're they're undefeated, but they they just haven't looked good doing it. But it seems like the second they turn it on, they're gonna shoot up the rankings right away. So uh, they have room for improvement. I think a win against Oklahoma State on the road at the end of the year could really propel them to the top four. Uh, it's really hard to deny a Big Ten ch- or Big Twelve champion undefeated. I know they've missed the playoff quite a few times. They, I, I guess uh, or they've missed the playoff a few times when if Oklahoma wasn't there. But uh, I just you know, it's going to be tough to see them, if they go undefeated, missing out, because that win at Oklahoma State is, is a really good one. And it's going to be interesting to see what what they think of them moving forward if they start blowing teams out. Because, as you said, with Cincinnati, I do think it matters. Uh, with a weak schedule, that's unfortunately all they have to go off of. Just winning isn't enough because they expect you to win. So when you start to show those flaws, those are the only things that they look at because any good things that you show are just attributed to a weak schedule. So, uh the less weakness you show on tape, I think the better for you. And unfortunately, Oklahoma has thrown a lot of weaknesses on tape this year. Uh, the defense just – it was—it looked really solid at the beginning of the year, but it just tapered off a little bit, um, which is unfortunately the difference that I thought was going to be for them this year in, in the playoffs. So if the defense isn't up to snuff, I, I'm not sure how they're going to fare there. Yeah,
0: and I think you're right with Oklahoma – how they could move up the committee definitely gave them opportunities here coming up because i'll touch on wake forest notre dame here in a second but obviously oklahoma state and baylor right there at 11 and 12 that's gonna be oklahoma's pretty big wins that they can add to their resume and i don't think the committee would have too much issue easily putting oklahoma michigan and cincinnati and then they're right there with ohio state oregon in that mix and then obviously somebody from ohio oh state, i Michigan's forgot oklahoma played baylor league, this so, week i totally uh, forgot about that yeah, huge game for them. Um, Wake Forest, I can't remember. do we have them? I think we had them at 11, 12, 13, 12, somewhere yeah. in that range. They cracked the top 10 in a week ACC. I'm not quite sure who they've beaten. That's been huge. I can't even think of a Wake Forest time that game that I've seen this year that was that big. Um, But they get the nine spot, maybe. I guess what are your thoughts? I don't think Wake Forest has any legitimate shot at the college football playoff, but nine is a pretty good ranking for that yeah, type I, of program.
1: I'm not really sure how I feel on it, just because it's just a weird situation because the ACC is so bad um, that it doesn't really concern me that much. But you know, a win like Virginia isn't that bad of a win. It's not going to propel you to the to you know the top four or anything like that. But it's a decent win. So they've looked good and they and they're scoring points like crazy. they they're winning somewhat you know somewhat handily most of these games but uh i don't really i didn't really value them that much to be completely honest um cincinnati has looked much better with a similar schedule so um yeah i I was actually very uh surprised to see them in the top 10
0: yeah look we have them at 12 in ours so i think we gave them just a little bit of a benefit of being unbeaten and looking okay but committee put them top or nine top 10 uh, notre dame rounds out the top 10 any quick thoughts on notre they're dame they're getting better um,
1: but I, I think they're gonna need some help so uh, not not really looking at them for the playoff too much unless they uh, get some help on their end but they are improving on both sides of the ball so uh, that is usually a good sign for for a team looking to make the playoff
0: then we'll kind of bunch up the next one. 11 through 15, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Auburn, Texas A&M, BYU, obviously Auburn, Texas A&M this weekend. Um, any strong thoughts or opinions on that? I next was a little disappointed teams? to
1: see Oklahoma State so low, especially because I thought you know they could have definitely been in that nine spot. Um, definitely not ahead of Oklahoma yet, but um, they're, I know that the, they have a really good shot. They lost to Iowa State, but – uh you know it's not not a really great win i mean are there any great wins we kind of hate that term but uh it's not a bad win you know it's 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 a it's very similar to texas a&m in my mind i know texas a&m is in the rankings and they're at 14 but iowa state isn't but i think that's a very similar loss to be honest on the road uh but they have a big chance if they if they beat oklahoma this year uh I think it's the last game on the schedule. I mean, they have a they have a pretty good shot. They actually have a you know a pretty decent resume. Wins against Baylor and Texas is an okay win. It's probably not a quality win, but I believe they also beat Kansas State earlier in the year. So um, Boise State was on the schedule, so they didn't have a weak schedule and and they've looked pretty good doing it. So a win at Oklahoma could really propel Oklahoma State. And to be honest, I'm I'm secretly rooting for them. I I like them a lot this year. They've looked really good on both sides of the ball and. Um, that's going to be such an exciting game for me. Oklahoma's been inconsistent. But besides them, uh, Baylor, a similar spot as Oklahoma State. They have all the opportunity in the world to jump up. And um, while I don't think that they've looked, you know, the absolute best, they lost to Oklahoma State. So uh, they're going to need some help there. But uh, they're probably going to have to hope for a, a win at Oklahoma and then o- Oklahoma to uh, or Oklahoma to beat Oklahoma State, which would be very interesting to see how that turns out. You know, that would be – That'd be very intriguing if Baylor had one loss and Oklahoma had one loss and Oklahoma lost to Baylor. I mean, what do you do there? It's just so interesting. I, I have no idea what they're going to do. Uh, a lot of things can happen, but uh, I don't really consider a lot of these teams out of the top 10 serious playoff contenders. You know, Auburn and Texas A&M play this week, so whatever happens to one of them, they probably jump a few spots back, but um, BYU probably doesn't have a strong enough schedule for me to even consider them. So, yeah, I I don't have... I don't think a lot of these teams have great shots to make the playoff at this point, even though it's only version one of the rankings.
0: Yeah, I was thinking, oh, well, we had yeah. Oklahoma State yep. at, was it nine, I believe we had them up that high. So I think if where we had them, we kind of thought they could play themselves into an interesting spot. Yep. Levin makes it a little bit more difficult. But like you said, you get Oklahoma last week of the season, then would they get yeah. Oklahoma again in a so. Big 12 yeah. championship? I don't really know how that works. So, yeah, twice. If you beat them twice, then I guess they'd see how much they truly value a two-loss Oklahoma, how how high they would get. And they'd have to get some help, obviously, being an 11. But, um, yeah, you kind of have that little grouping of eight and 12, three, eight through 12, three Big 12 teams. So, It'll be interesting to watch how that goes down. Um, next group, 16 through 20, a few SEC teams: Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Kentucky, then NC State and Minnesota in that 20 spot. Any big thoughts not on really? I, honestly, 20? It's,
1: I think we're going to be seeing uh, quite a few three-loss teams jumping into the rankings. I was disappointed not to see Penn State there. Uh, Mississippi State is a really improving team, but. You know, I think they lost to Memphis earlier in the year, and they, I think they have, uh, you know, they have two quality wins. I believe they beat Texas A&M even on the road, and there was of course Kentucky this last this past weekend. So they have a de- decent uh, resume, but to see them all the way at 17 was pretty surprising. Um, but NC State, they're looking pretty decent this year, but uh, I think they had a tough loss at Miami last week, which was pretty surprising. Uh, but they don't have a really strong. They don't have a really strong resume, just like Wake Forest. I, I don't know how you can, you know, put NC State in there, but not Penn State. I know they they have two losses and Penn State has three, but just different scenarios there. Um, in Minnesota, probably just put them in there because they're a two-loss Big Ten team. But again, they haven't done anything. I mean, just they've beaten up on the bottom of the Big Ten to be completely honest, and they lost to Bowling Green, which is probably one of the worst losses, if not the worst loss in the entire top 25. Uh, and they're they're ranked 20, so it's not like it hurts that much, but they're really, I mean, they probably have one of the worst resumes. I think you could really argue, you will argue UTSA's ranking, or their resume over Minnesota. So I'm, I'm just really surprised to see Minnesota in that ranking there. Um, I don't think they're the 20th best team. They've dealt with an incredible amount of injuries, and they've come back well with their, what, probably their fifth string running back at this point, so... Um, they're playing well for what they have, but they certainly sh- shouldn't be in the rankings given their resume. I, I'm looking at their schedule here, and let me know if you if you hear a good win in here. Uh, Miami, Ohio, Colorado, Purdue, Nebraska, Maryland, and Northwestern. I mean, that's disgusting.
0: That is really bad. <laughs> yeah, I was actually about to ask you until you, know, you said that who Minnesota beat in the beginning of this spot, but. <laughs> That is who they have beaten, I guess. Yeah, I guess that is surprising. I don't know. Some of these, I try to just think if they put some of them in just to make other people give them more value. Like they kind of set Oklahoma up. And same thing with NC State. I looked at Wake Forest schedule. They got at North Carolina this week. Then they're home against NC State, who's obviously a top 20 team. Then at Clemson, at Boston College. If they win all that, it would be the ACC championships. so sometimes I wonder if they put them in there but then I don't know it's not even a great excuse because if they yeah. lose these teams they're probably falling out um but yeah the Minnesota one was definitely interesting at 20 and I agree with the Penn State one I think that they should have been in there too I think they really valued that Illinois loss Bowling which green lost maybe anyone? deservedly so but um I... yeah exactly so and Penn State if you're going to give Penn State you're going to rank yeah. Wisconsin at 21 which some people I know didn't like I don't doesn't bother me a ton but I could see why you wouldn't like it um they're gonna beat Wisconsin and Minnesota hasn't beat anybody how do you rank rank Minnesota over
1: Iowa I mean they both have two losses but Iowa's beaten Iowa State and Penn State and their two losses are both better than Bowling Green and I know Minnesota lost to Ohio State and that's again not a bad loss we hate that or that's a good loss we hate that term but I just don't I mean I didn't really think about it much when the rankings were released because the 20 through 25 doesn't really – you're going to see them shuffle quite a bit, so it's not really that important for the grand scheme of things. But I just don't understand what they're seeing there with Minnesota. Uh, They don't have the eye test, and they don't have the resume, so I'm not really sure besides record what they offer. But to not include UTSA with the same exact criteria is, is a little ridiculous.
0: Yeah, like you were saying, with the 20 spot being interchangeable, we kind of got to this point of the rankings is just kind of who you yep. would like, who you had seen when we were going through it. So not a big deal that they're at 20, but just surprising they're there. Then 21 through 25, Wisconsin, Iowa, Fresno State, San Diego State, Pitt. Little surprise, Pitt made a top 25, even though I think I put them there and some of mine. Um, Fresno State's look decent. They just played San Diego State, who's 24 um any thoughts on the five UTSA should have made it and they're gonna get in there one of these times but any strong yeah thoughts I was kind of surprised to see San these Diego rankings? State
1: in there uh I kind of figured whoever won Fresno State and San Diego State they would be the one to make the rankings but I guess here we are with both of them uh, I think they beat Utah earlier in the year or something maybe it was UCLA but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Utah so that's a decent win Utah's looking pretty good right now but other than that, it's I guess when you get down to here to the top 20, I mean, how many how many teams are really having that multiple quality wins anyways? But um, it's just kind of it's weird given some of the other teams that they left out. Um, I think we're just going to see them shuffle, so I'm not really hung up too much on either one of these. But I was surprised to see both Fresno State and San Diego State make it.
0: I agree, and I think I haven't seen a ton of – backlash on a team not being in here. I think people are a little surprised you didn't yeah. see either of Houston or SMU, but I don't think there's a ton of teams unless you can think of one that missed out. No, I I can't really 25. think of. It's
1: just such a year where there's you're seeing so many losses across the board that at this point you're dipping into three lost teams and you're really splitting hairs on who you're putting out there. So, I at this point I can't really fault the the reasoning of, well, instead of just throwing another two, three-loss SEC Big Ten team in there. Why don't we give one of these uh, you know, lower conference teams a chance? So I'm, I'm not too mad from it for that aspect. I, this doesn't really impact the college up playoff that much. I don't think anyone in the top 20 is going to have any type of resume to be able to make it. So even with help, it's not really that impactful. But for those programs – Probably gives them a little bit of juice uh, when they don't get a lot of look. You know, seeing them and going into your standings on your ESPN app or whatever you use and, and seeing San Diego State in there, you don't always see them. So, uh, you know, good for them. And I guess Coastal Carolina. I guess I, I'm, they're not in yes. there, that, right?
0: That's true. We had we them had at twenty four. No, where did we have them at? I can't even think. 20, yeah. I had, like, what they seen, but they did fall that one game to App State, so I guess I'm not – Yeah. Too too upset about it with being a one loss team. And I don't know who they beat. I don't have their it's schedule really <laughs> in front of me. So um, yeah, probably not great. I just I mean they were pretty. They're easily a top twenty five team. I think throughout the year that oh, absolutely yeah. Goes, I
1: mean but, their best win might um, be yeah Buffalo or oh yeah. That's a gross schedule. Yeah yeah that's
0: pretty gross. Yeah that, Buffalo's that's fine. not great either. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Um, so week 10, we'll touch on week nine a little bit. Week 10, though, previewing it just real fast. Um, I think the only bye week from a top 25 team is Oklahoma, but yet there's only, is there only one top 25 matchup this week? Yeah, I I think I I believe I saw one time. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. I think it was somebody,
1: um, in the, uh, in the SEC. It was Auburn and Texas A&M. That's who it was. Yeah. So,
0: Texas a yeah. So that's the only ranked matchup, but every yeah, but team other than But it's a lot of, Oklahoma's like,
1: playing, interesting so. matchups. You know, a lot of, yeah. you know, three-loss teams, four-loss teams going at it. So it's – I think we're going to see some good games, but in terms of high-profile games, are really not out there too much.
0: Yeah, I think you're really going to – I use middling before talking about college basketball. Are these teams in the middle who's going to emerge as, like, a better yep. – team competing for something and some that are going to drop a little bit uh, we'll touch on the week 10 preview the second but week nine um michigan michigan state any thoughts on that or ohio state penn state try and think of what look here alfaz georgia handled florida um i guess any thoughts about last week before obviously we have a lot of our thoughts talked about on the rankings you know, any thoughts really about week nine only michigan michigan 10? state
1: this week i you know, I, I was actually pretty surprised to see uh, Michigan State come out and win that one. I actually thought Michigan had it handily uh, early in the game, and they just couldn't get it going, and Michigan State, I mean, Kenneth Walker just started to turn it on, and uh, I'm impressed. I, I was impressed with them for sure. Mel Tucker's doing an insane job down there, and uh, they deserve all the credit, so I'm, yeah, I was actually surprised to see that happen. We've been kind of it, myself I can speak for myself I've been kind of disrespecting them a little bit just because I you know I saw the way they played at Nebraska and some of these other Big Ten teams I just haven't been super impressed uh, and it's a big if but if you can even slow down Kenneth Walker their offense becomes a little one dimensional but they they have some big plays there uh, in the passing game they're just not a, a team that if you, st- if you slow down the run game they're not going to drive down the field on you very methodically so it, it just you know going up against a team like Alabama that kind of defense can really stifle that type of offense it's uh, it's just it's similar to the Minnesota offense where they have a game plan and when they stick to it it really really works but when somebody can kind of put a, a little stop to it it becomes anemic really fast and that's kind of what I saw from Michigan State so uh, but they impressed uh, I don't think Michigan is you know a college ball playoff team or anything but that's still a, a really good win uh, at home in a rivalry game which is always a lot different than just any normal matchup.
0: Yeah, I was impressed as well because yeah. there was a point when Michigan was up 16 in the third quarter, I thought, and it was I thought it was over. I was pretty impressed by Michigan. They played really well, and then here came Michigan State. I still don't know about uh, J.J. McCarthy coming in because I saw him fumble the first time, but he got lucky, and it went out of bounds, I think. So then the next possession, you bring him back in again. And he has a huge fumble, and Michigan takes the lead, and that's, tough. that's it, Michigan fans. Another Hard tough, heartbreaking loss. Um I don't know, even though Michigan, I don't know if he beats That's Ohio true. State, they're in they a great won't, position. But though, that still. would be nuts. Even though I don't think that'll happen, but um, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, week ten, uh, we'll get to Michigan yep. State in the fifth game. This could be a tough trap game for them. We'll see. Wake at UNC's the first game, though. Wake we had just talked about, top ten team, ranked number nine. They go to UNC, who. For some reason, I want to say that they're starting to figure things out a little bit, but actually now I say that, I don't think they're really at all, even though they played decent against Notre Dame. I still think they're like 4-4, four and four, but obviously a tough team, and they're at home. Yeah, the I like win this 41-38 in
1: the shootout. Um, I, yeah, I just think they have a lot of offensive weapons, and there's going to be little to no defense in this game. Um, but this is – I do want to mention this is kind of what we talk about with the Cincinnati situation and you know, UTSA and anyone else with a weak schedule – I mean, this is a game where Wake Forest is undefeated, ranked number nine in the playoff rankings, and they go at a team with four losses, and they're an underdog. I mean, that's just something you have to deal with on a weekly basis. Uh, At North Carolina, I think they end up pulling it out, but this is not going to be an easy game. I think it's going to be basically just score after score after score. I I think it's going to be close all game long. Yeah, I don't
0: think there will be a ton of defense, but... I'm going to take the not even really an upset, but I guess an upset. I'll take UNC 38 31 because I did see that line as no. well. Wake just not really getting any love from Vegas in the sportsbook and anything. Which, I mean, like you're I think if you take the exact same thing, but you flip it, UNC is the top 10 ranked team and Wake's undefeated. Yep. UNC is yep. probably like a double-digit favor Absolutely. in this one if they're undefeated and like that but they aren't it's unc and like you're saying wake is going to get these types of game even though it's a down acc they're still playing these types of games which still gives them a relative shot but i'll take unc to yeah. give wake their first loss just because i've been on the same how for so long You've one time it. it's got to come You've through again i need it um so he really does, so I'll take him in this one. Um, Liberty at Ole Miss, very interesting one. Ole Miss, if Ole Miss could ever convert consistent <laughs> yeah. fourth downs, they'd be probably one of the best teams in the con- in the nation, but they can't. They're really bad on fourth down. Liberty, always been a pretty good team the last few years at least. Um, they played this game a lot. I can't even think of if they've been in close in recent years I have no idea Liberty likes to play an SCC team I know every year get another one yeah, I, on the road. At I mean Ole it's Miss. an exciting matchup on paper but
1: to be honest I just don't think Liberty has the overall roster to keep up. Um, I do think it's going to be exciting. Um like Will's is going to, you know, have some exciting plays but I've almost won in this one 44-21. I just think they're going to be too much this, you know, Liberty just they're exciting um, and they you should definitely watch this game but uh, I think almost be too much.
0: Yeah, I think Back row still dealing with a little bit of an injury, so they've really kept it on the ground, and they're because of them not playing so fast, I think the defense has been better. I think Ole Miss, yeah, like I said, just has, they're just better, have the better athletes, better players. I like them. I don't think it's any going to be crazy blowout for me, but I'll take Ole Miss by 10, 31, 21 in this one. So Liberty falling out Ole Miss. Then Penn State at Maryland, tricky spot for Penn State because they're kind of at that point where a lot of their – opportunities are falling after losing to Ohio State then losing to Illinois. They go to Maryland. Maryland had a great start to the season. A lot of people love them, and they've just kind of fallen off like crazy. But it's just so weird for me at Penn State. I could see them. They fought hard against Ohio State, though, but they lost. James Franklin, maybe the USC. That's always been up in the air there. He said some weird things. Um, last week, I just can't believe they ever confirmed. Competitive with Ohio State because of some of the things he was saying during the week about the Illinois thing. Yeah, I, um, I do Penn think that Maryland, do uh,
1: I do ultimately think that Penn State's going to win this one thirty-one twenty-two. But you know, Maryland's fighting for for bowl eligibility and they have a really tough schedule coming up. I think they they still have Michigan and Michigan State down the stretch. So you know, they're they're five and three right now, but bull eligibility is not guaranteed. Uh, and a big win at in Indiana. I'm I think they have Rutgers at the end of the year as well. So there's still an opportunity. Uh, for eligibility if they don't win this one, but uh, at home I think they're going to be looking to seal and seal get some momentum after that Indiana win. And I'm just I'm not sure in the offense. They I, they played I think it was Iowa, Ohio State, and someone else in the Big Ten. I can't remember who they played uh, before Indiana, but they played some pretty decent teams. But they just didn't score. They weren't scoring at all, and it, I just had no idea what happened with them. So I I don't know really how to gauge Maryland too much. Uh, I do think Penn State ultimately uh have, again have the better athletes they probably have the better coaching as well and uh I think if Sean Clifford one week one more week of being uh or just being one more week of getting healthier I think will make the difference in this game
0: Yeah I agree I think it's going to be close so you said Maryland's Fight. fighting I believe that 13 was at Minnesota Kind of Can their I take turning point, and they barely beat team. Indiana last week. <laughs> and then, yeah, like you saying, and then they had Penn, Penn State this week, then they have Michigan and Ohio State, I or Michigan State, Michigan, I can't remember exactly One of two of those top teams, and then, like you said, Rutgers. Um, I just think it's going to be close, yep. but I do trust in Penn State enough just to be better and get this win. Um, I'll take them 24-20, even take though I would not cover. be surprised if Maryland came out here with a win, uh, yeah, especially since Penn State didn't get ranked, they maybe are really seeing that their season is kind of not a ton there, but, um, Michigan State at Purdue, I said this was a trap game, and I know a lot of people randomly i have seen on social media love Purdue, because obviously they beat Iowa, but I feel like that's just a different type of team, Michigan State and Iowa, they do similar, similar things, um, I don't know. I'm still taking Michigan state by 10 and maybe this is finally the time where I flip on them. I'm like, Oh, Michigan state's maybe decent. And I take them by double digits and I lose outright, I don't know. But I just, I think kind of Purdue kind of gets their one game every year and they did beat Iowa. And I just think Michigan state keeps going here. Even though this is an ultimate trap game, I'll still take yeah, like Michigan I, I'm State it. Yeah. I,
1: I, but I, I have Michigan state winning this one, but you know, I, I'm backing up what I said earlier. You know, I respect them after that Michigan win, and my score reflects that. I think they're going to win 31-18. I that sometimes, especially like not they're not rivalry games, but sometimes these interconference matchups, there's just there's something different about them. It's not that the you know I I almost feel like Iowa's still the better team. Purdue was the better team on that day, but uh you just get these weird moments where you just you're ready for a letdown, uh or there's like a you know there's history between those two teams uh you know like for example Ohio State um you know the last few years they've been beat up by a Big 10 West team for no reason you know it's just like weird scenarios like that you're almost waiting for it to happen uh and it doesn't necessarily explain anything about either of the teams involved uh but Purdue for one one week they looked like a world beater and now they kind of look back to themselves so i, I think Michigan State's going to be able to run on them um but something interesting, you know last week Purdue was able to they they got Horvath back last week and they had a, a new initiative to run the ball against Nebraska. So uh, we might see a, a run heavy game on both both sides, which you may not be accustomed to with Purdue lately, but uh, I do think Michigan State's going to be able to get some big plays in this game. Uh, Purdue's defense is vastly improved, but uh, I do think that uh, Michigan State's explosive and they're going to be able to exploit that.
0: It's an interesting game. I'm very curious how that one's going to play out. How much can state response to that big rivalry win? Now we have Auburn at Texas A&M. Auburn (laughs) looked pretty good. I love Tank Bigby. So good. Love him. Beat (laughs) Ole Miss. They were pretty good. It's facts. Um, Auburn at Texas A&M. Bo Nix. On the road, Texas a and obviously, like you had said earlier, they kind of turned that corner, especially being Alabama. damn doing it again. That. I'm riding uh, with
1: on the road, Auburn 30-27. to 27. And you know what? I'll even give you a stat to back it up. They've only played, I think, five or six times um, and only once before Texas A&M joined the SEC. But Auburn has never lost at College Station, has won every game in their series. So I think they continue the streak. Bo Nix, I'm riding
0: you again. <laughs> I love stats. Every stats must yes, be broken. Yes, But yes. I love Bo Nix. Bo Nix and Auburn, twenty-one twenty. Auburn keeping it rolling on the road at College Station. I just, I don't know. I don't trust Bo Nix a ton, but I really do like the. Kind of leaf that the Auburn defense is turned and Bonex is playing good enough Ride to just stats. kind of manage Ride that team stats. and they've played well. I'll take Auburn on the road. That's it. That's that's it. Love this. I love stats. Didn't bring any stats today, but I love stats. Um, Baylor at TCU next one. Obviously, TCU going through it right now. Uh, Baylor getting that top 15 ranking. Yeah. I wanted to take TCU in a closer one. I didn't want to take TCU out route, but I wanted to keep it close. Instead, I took Baylor 35 <laughs> I didn't 17, see that one coming. I was, I was not about to sure yeah, I agree with you, close game. <laughs> I have Baylor winning this one actually in a close game, but I, I do think
1: it's going to be a shootout. Uh, Baylor 38-33 um, at TCU makes it a little bit closer than I would have originally thought, but uh, overall, I do think it's going to be a shootout similar to Wake and UNC.
0: Mississippi Mississippi State at Arkansas. Um uh, Mike Rich Mike Leach had a great opinion on how oh, don't, don't, don't care what anybody says <laughs> Candy Corn is bad. Um <laughs> Mississippi State on the road. I have like I've seen Mississippi State recently. Will Rogers got banged up a few weeks ago or shoulder. I think it, maybe that was against Alabama. I can't quite remember. Um he's looked pretty good though recently and throughout the whole year. Arkansas has been up and down a little bit, had their big wins beginning of the year. I'm not sure how great the wins turned out to be, but Mississippi State at Arkansas. I'm Mississippi I'm, close State, there. I'm with you. I got Mississippi State
1: 28-24 to 24 on the road. Arkansas, I think I saw they were like three and a half point favorites, which is just the home favorites. Um, but I, I do think Mississippi State's playing really well lately, um, and, and I, I do think they're also going to get the win here in a close one, 28-24 on the road.
0: Another SEC, Tennessee at Kentucky. Um, I don't know. Is yeah. Hemden Hooker yeah, good he's back? Backed? Didn't he play he's last back. time I asked this question? I can't even remember when they played Alabama, so he's good for sure. Um, Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about Kentucky. I'm taking Tennessee on the road, but I don't confident. I have. I have Kentucky 31
1: 27. And unfortunately for you, I have a double stat for this game for both games. Yes. <laughs> I don't All like that. All stats must be like broken. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky 7-0 and at home in their last seven <laughs> in Tennessee. 0-3 versus ranked teams this season. Kentucky gets the job done at home. Run with the stats.
0: Why can't I think of who Kentucky played? Was it last week or the week before? Who yeah, they I, Georgia?
1: I can't remember who it was Something either. Good, I, I thought. I'll have to look to see what it is. Yeah, they played Was Ole Miss it? and Alabama back-to-back. They didn't
0: play Ole Miss, did they?
1: They played know. at Florida and then Missouri and South Carolina. Okay. And then Ole think. Miss and at Alabama. And then they play at Kentucky this week and next week is Georgia at home. <laughs> That's yeah. brutal. That is brutal.
0: Interesting. Okay, I can't think of both those. Oh, well, I'll still take Tennessee and I didn't really have a great opinion on either, but... No tennessee i guess as long as joe milton doesn't touch the field um boise state at fresno state fresno state in the rankings <laughs> i have ronnie rivers in fantasy he sucks still fresno state's defenses look really good jake hayner's pretty good i'll take fresno state because they're at home right. not playing on the blue turf i, I'll take uh, them I also i fresno
1: state winning this one 33 in a shootout at home uh, maybe not a shootout but a high scoring affair um but uh it's going to be interesting to see boise state i I can't remember the last time that they you know they had a losing record It's just you know they're just not in a power conference, so it just doesn't happen often but Fresno State in the rankings, like you said, maybe they're having some new juice to them a little energy uh I think they win this one at home uh the blue field would make a difference in the situation
0: <laughs> oh, I, thought would. That I thought you louisville I really wanted to take Louisville, but I just can't i can't i really wanted to i've been liking them since i was completely against them to start the year recently they've shown me a lot yeah um i don't know clemson i'm not even confident in clemson either because they're beating florida state they were losing in florida state then they're up by three and then they end up winning about by 10 on like what 20 seconds ago they had a fumble recover for a touchdown so barely doing that I don't know. I don't trust Clemson yeah, I, a ton, but I, I, take I don't them trust any of 14. these teams
1: either. I'm going to go Clemson twenty three twenty just because something's got to click for him at some point. Um, Louisville, just you know, they have they're turnover prone at times, and uh, I do think Clemson's defense is still pretty good, so I think that's going to end up being the difference.
0: Roadrunners. The yes. UTSA, who should be ranked. They aren't. Yep. UTEP isn't a bad team, though. Um, they're 6-2, and two, I believe. But UTSA has played really good all year. Not that they've really played anybody, so that doesn't really matter too much. But they are defeated 8-0. Yeah. I'm gonna take them to keep going. I know if you go 12 and 0 and you're a team like UTSA, you can hang the banner. So UTSA, 35-21 you know, on the road. My
1: strong stance on that. I'd be gunning for that UTSA national championship. I'd be yeah. I'm all for it <laughs> now. I don't know what changed, but here I am. Uh, I also have UTSA winning this one, 34-24. Uh, got sincere McCormick on my fantasy team this year. He is a lot better of a player, just a normal football player than he is a fantasy player this year. Uh, but he's, he's awesome. And I think they're going to rely on him. Like you said, UTEP has having a pretty decent season, but overall UTSA is just a, they become a different animal, you know? So I, I do think that they win this one on the road. Uh, that's a quality win. That's a quality win for UTSA in my book. True.
0: True. Maybe that gets them top 25 with a little help. Maybe. I don't know. Um, USC, Arizona State, yep. USC, I think it's yep. officially died. Didn't what's his name? Drake, yeah. one, get hurt really bad, I believe. So I think that's officially – they kind of made some things interesting in some games, and some games didn't show up. But I think that's kind of the nail in the coffin when you only beat Arizona by seven and lose your best player. So – um, I'll take Arizona State here 34-24 even though Arizona State hasn't looked great either <laughs> but USC I think it's kind of you know just, as I'm thinking about it we really shouldn't and stop and out.
1: to be honest but uh, I have Arizona State winning this one as well 31-17 <laughs> uh, both teams are uninspiring right now um, USC I just it's hard to watch them to be honest um, Drake London was the only reason you'd want to watch him and I think it was like a it was an ankle injury. It might have, I don't know if it was quite a broken ankle, but he's definitely done for the year. So, um, yeah, uh, not gonna. Keontae Ingram's pretty good. He's really they've relied on the run game a lot the last few weeks. So I guess there is a bright spot there, and maybe we see some more Jackson Dart down the stretch. Um, but yeah, Arizona State wins this one. But I don't, I don't particularly like either team this year so far.
0: Yeah, so that's week 10 preview. I do want to put oh, Oregon gross. on upset watch at Washington. Just personally, I just want to put them on upset watch. Wouldn't surprise me. And also, could you have made the Nebraska <laughs> night no, game, no. please? So I would have bet no. them plus 15. But now I'm not confident well, because it's I, at 11.
1: The, I mentioned earlier that I am still taking Nebraska. a big 10 so. West team. That was me um, foreshadowing <laughs> the, the upset. It's coming. Nebraska's going to – they just needed that signature win and, you know, of course, the uh, the psycho in me. I've seen a scenario where Nebraska wins out and becomes a top-25 team preseason next year, and Adrian Martinez is on the Heisman watch again. So uh, it's not going to happen, but when it does happen, remember I said it.
0: Ooh. Well, I'm taking Nebraska plus 15, and I'll sprinkle the money line, because you convinced me when you said Ohio State doesn't always has a letdown against a Big Ten West team. So... Just a couple of upset watches, Ohio State, Oregon, not sure who else is out there. Those are just top ten teams I saw. A lot of people think Michigan State, wouldn't surprise me either. Um, that's week ten preview. I don't have any other sports. Yeah. We touched on almost everything. So oh, one more. <laughs> I do have any other thoughts I can we think of. We forgot Oklahoma so.
1: State, West Virginia. Did you?
0: Yep. Oh, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. I must have just skipped over them. I had Oklahoma State by eight. All and right, three, Oklahoma State no. twenty-seven, twenty-four. Oklahoma we didn't State twenty-eight, you. twenty. We didn't That's my thoughts. You. West Virginia actually big win against Ohio- or Iowa State last week. I heard it was an interesting game. Referees, Referees are bad great, across the board just, this year. It's I have just saying that, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. College yeah, basketball is just really going to remind us that even more in uh, everything Big too, Ten so. refs in, in college basketball.
0: <laughs> just horrendous. College basketball this year. Sources in the referee game. Don't be surprised oh. if they call less travels this year. They've been taught a lot yes. on the Euro step, jump stop, step oh, through. They're going to give the right. player the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Just so everyone knows. Just keep that in mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is. I don't know. I don't think that's I don't know if that's actually going to be true, but I have first source is about close that to the situation. One account that has <laughs> not that many followers, so uh, <laughs> yes, it's true from DIYC one, Sports Twitter one account. Please credit us. Last
1: thing, um, be on the lookout for uh, at the end of the season. Going to be ranking the top college football head coach openings, so be on the lookout for that in the near future.
0: That is, yeah probably think usc one gonna do some lsu yeah. two uh, florida three <laughs> i have no idea what's gonna well, i'm hoping to not. let it go off a few That's weeks a maybe we see some you know
1: because there's gonna be some what if james franklin leaves you know penn state you can't put them in there now but they could be here at the end of the season so uh we'll give it some time and,
0: and let it sort itself mm-hmm. out yeah yep. college football we always pay attention to year-round so always we'll be posting and talking about that that was the week 10 preview if you have any nfl fantasy any college football any betting any ufc john's gonna tell me who to bet on in ufc this weekend that'll be in the article if you want to know who we're taking yes. um be free feel free at any of those stuff to tweet at us B I Y C sports but that was um week 10 preview thank you guys for listening catch you next time